where all my children are the light. Born in the sinning, but steady striving to do right. My people are warriors, all we know is to fight. Praying, they see God and everything I write. Yeah, Welcome yeah. to this edition of On One with Angela Rye. It is a hybrid podcast today. We are doing a masterclass with the best of the best in the plant world. And we're also going to talk to Hilton Carter, who is the best of the best, about his new book that I'm happy to hold up in front of you all. Wow. He has three books. I have three of them. I found two of them. Where the other one is. This one I've been flipping through. I can't wait to jump in with you. How are you today? I'm doing great, Angela. How about yourself? Thanks for having me. I cannot complain. I am so excited about this, as you know, because I was in your DMs. Like, when can we do this? <laughs> I killed an apple. Like, how does that even happen? Where they do that at? And you were like, happily. And then you had a book. So it was like, we need to do this right away. Of course, of course. How's the feedback been from this book so far, The Wild Creation? Inspiring practices, collects plant care tips and styling ideas for your own wild interior. Can you tell I tried to match the book cover today? I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there, and I love it. I love it. If you want to come, come correct. And I love that you, uh, you did that for me. I really appreciate it. I wish I would have done the same. I thought my background would uh, help play that but i also wanted to talk about do the right thing because you know you got to do the right thing when it comes to plant care um as far as the the i would say the reception as far as the book goes people have been telling me they love it um they've been saying that it's one of their favorites of the three one of their favorite plant books out there and i think the reason why i believe i tuned into what people really reacted to in my first book which was wild at home and it was the diy projects that so many uh, could not only pull plant care tips from, but they could utilize some of the things that they were learning in the book and bring that to life in their homes. And in this book, the reason why it came about was because I was supposed to go out on a book tour uh, last April for Wild Interiors. And because of the pandemic, obviously everyone had to quarantine, stay at home. So in that moment of just trying to figure out what to do with myself, um, I wanted to create something that if I ever found myself in this situation or that situation again, or if any of us found ourselves in that situation, they could uh, do projects at home that they could do with their friends, family members, or alone with the uh, items possibly that they already have in their home or just order online. So that's how Wild Creations came about. So I filled it with DIY projects, a lot of the plant hacks that I've been doing secretly myself at home. Uh, it's like some of those old school remedies. Maybe your grand, your grandmother, grandparents would uh, talk to you about as far as plant care. Then I also talked a lot in that book about my own, uh, I would say, philosophy when it comes to plant care. And, I, and that chapter is called Plant Rants, where I just drill home the real, I, I would say, need to provide plants with the proper care so that you can see your investment really uh, come to life, stay alive, and uh, truly benefit from plants. Okay, so a moment ago, um, Hilton, you mentioned the importance of plant care. And I'm dying to know from your vantage point, I know you touched on this a little bit in the book, but with quarantine, um, folks being at home more than they probably have in years, I know that's definitely my testimony. I have For not sure. much. People got a hold of two things, maybe three things. I'd say the first thing for me, I went to comfort food. The next thing was all of a sudden, um, my partner, my boyfriend, Kareem, has a dog, Smokey, um, but we decided to quarantine together. So all of a sudden, I'm a dog person. I've been scared of dogs <laughs> my entire life. 
And then the third thing was plants. So I was already getting into plants. I had like, you know, four or five. Now there's, you know, arguably a greenhouse being created in here. Um, you might definitely argue with that given this condition of aloe that we'll look at later. But uh-huh. how, how, what other things do you notice people gravitating towards? And what do you say to people who are like, okay, I am the plant master now. Come and observe my garden. I think (laughs) I love that you became a dog person. That's going to help you in the plant care department for sure. Um, Comfort food. We all need it. I don't think I need quarantine to uh, be someone who's going to buckle down and only eat comfort food. That's I think comfort comfort food is what you should be eating just because we should all feel comfortable. Right. Um, I stretch pants anymore. That's (laughs) far too comforting. It had to be eliminated. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Well, good thing spring. Well, you're living in LA. So I would say for us on the East Coast, spring is here. So everyone's going to be a bit more mobile, hopefully uh, now. But I think I think the idea that uh, being finding most people found themselves in spaces that they really didn't think about too much as far as how it should make them feel. They would sleep there. They wake up, eat, maybe then go to work, then spend a lot of their times outdoors then come home, sleep, eat. But it wasn't how can you make a space feel like the energy, give it the energy that you need in your life daily. Uh, Make it feel like a space that you never want to leave. And for me, that's what I've been trying to create my space to be over the past six, seven years is a space that I feel the most comfortable in. Like I told you, I used to work freelance. So I worked a lot from home. So for me, my home was... uh, the 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 area where I needed to give the most attention to. So I spent a lot of time trying to trying to curate that for myself. So when quarantine hit, people found themselves in in I would say dark, hard, stale spaces where they didn't have a lot of life in them. And a lot of uh, let's say I don't want to uh, push this more to the millennials. But people who are founding themselves in more urban environments, more city spaces where there's nothing like here in Baltimore. If you look out most windows, you're going to find nothing but concrete, um, asphalt and just brick. Right. So if you didn't have plants in your home and all you're looking out outside of your window are just hard materials, you definitely felt like you were missing something. And so many of us want to be want to feel, I'll say, connected to nature and having that ability to bring plants in can actually help that process. So I feel like a lot of folks filled their space up with more than one plant. Maybe they did have, like you said, four or five. And then all of a sudden it's like, I got a jungle in my apartment. And then that's where the issues come in. Especially if you're someone who found yourself bringing plants in around this time of year, spring or summer last year, and then fall, winter hit. Because that's the time of year when I'll say your your real plant parenting will be tested. You'll, you'll, you'll truly be tested during that time of year because there's not as much light. Your, your soil isn't going to dry up as fast, so your watering is going to be a bit off. Things are going to start to happen. So I feel like when people brought in a lot of plants just to surround themselves around this lush oasis in their home, they also found themselves in a bit of trouble and finding, finding their emotions being attacked. Because if you're like me, you start to see a plant suffer, you start to feel bad. And the whole idea of bringing plants in is to feel good, to feel those benefits of plants being in your space, right? So if you start to see them suffer and you're in that plant that you bought when, you, when it was all green and lush and big, it's starting to turn brown and yellow, 
that's not going to make you feel good. So I think right now, to me, it's it's what's important. And what I needed to put in that book, because I heard so many of my friends who judged me for being a plant lover. They were questioning everything I did. Last year, so many of them reached out like, Hilton, can you please help me with this plant? I brought it in. I don't know what's happening. And I saw that happening. And I wanted to make sure in Wild Creations, I spoke about that, about how it's important to understand what is what is going to benefit you first and what you can actually provide here too. That's why I said having that dog in your life. Smokey, you said, having, having Smokey in your life will help you with plant care. Because when it comes to dogs, I have a dog. I have a dog and I also have two cats. My wife brought, into the, brought the cats into my world. But I got my dog because I wanted... I wanted to care for an animal that from one needed me. I got him from a shelter. But I also knew that because I had this dog, he would change and shift my day-to-day, right? So every single day, regardless if it's raining, snowing, super hot, uh, sleeting outside, I got to take him out four times a day. So I know what is going to be necessary to provide that animal with the type of care he needs to actually live, right? So having that dog will help you in the process of understanding what type of plant person or plant parent you want to be. Because there are some sort of, there's some plants out there that require daily attention versus some plants that only need you to be around maybe every other week, maybe every other, every, every three weeks. So knowing how to deal with those things can help you. But when, when quarantine hit, I think people just went out, like I'll say this Birkin here, people went out and bought plants because they just love the color, the shape, the design of the foliage. They're like, Look at those white leaves popping up. They saw that and they were like, give me that plant. But they never considered, I'll say, the light that they had in their homes. They never considered how often that plant needs to be watered. They just looked at it as a plant that needs light, needs water, and they're going to give those plants the type of care they want versus giving that plant the type of care it needs. That's such a good point. You know, you, you talk about um, the amount of time that you spend plant parenting. And that's another thing I think maybe I know I did was like, oh, this is beautiful. I want my home to feel better since people can't breathe with COVID. I want a clear, clear house with oxygen that feels good and all of that. But to the point, there are some plants that are temperamental, just like some of your favorite relatives. <laughs> and as a result, yes, you don't really know how to deal with it. So, you know, I, I, I wrestle with. So should I be giving these away? Like, what am I doing if I like am killing the plan? Like, you know, there all there's all of that. You spend a lot of time on plant parenting. Talk to the audience about how much time you actually spend watering your plants, caring for your plants, and how many plants you have, Hilton. Angela, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of plants are temperamental. A lot of them have their own personalities. That's why I actually name a lot of my plants. Um, I talk about that in the book as far as like how to create that connection, that bond with your plants that helps people um, in their care process. For me, in where we are today uh, in our apartment, I have over 200 plus plants in here. Uh, so in the process of care, it, it's, it's, a, it's a daily thing for a lot of the plants. I have a lot of ferns, calatheas, uh, some anthuriums. Those sort of plants need moisture almost daily. So I find myself walking around, sticking my finger in soil or sticking a moisture meter in soil, misting those plants daily because they need that. And then I have plants that don't require my attention as much, like cacti, succulents, snake plants, ZZ plants. So I have, I'll say, I'm, I have an eclectic taste when it comes to the types of plants I'll bring in. But so the care time, 
uh, I say weekly, probably add up to about six, maybe seven hours during this time of year because there's more plants that will require water more often this time of year. But just coming off of winter, I was probably caring for my plants maybe three, maybe four hours a, a week. Not as much because a lot of the plants, they go dormant during the colder months. They don't need as much moisture. Um, there's not as much light. So you still got to focus on that, but you're not spending as much time with them. Right now, there's a lot of repotting that's taking place. There's a lot of fertilizing plants that's taking place. That's extra stuff that you're doing that you aren't going to be doing during fall and winter. And that's something that people should know, like during growth season, right? Growth season is anywhere between spring and summer is when your plants are in the mood. They're ready to grow. They're ready to thrive. And you want to provide them with those things that will allow for them to do so, providing them with that, those nutrients, that food. So fertilizing them is great right now. Um, repotting your plants to give those roots more room to grow, rotating your plants. So, so there's more things that'll be put, uh, that'll be added to your schedule when you have a plant during this time of year. So if you're someone who brought in one plant and you can focus on that one plant, I'm, I, I'm positive that plant will thrive because you're putting all your energy and care into that one plant. My mom had one child. She said, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to focus on this dude only. And she did a good job, I think. She did, she did what she had to do. But then she had five of us. I've seen my cousins. Some of them, there's like five of them. They're all not as, as great as they could be if there was just one like me. <laughs> I'm tossing my cousins under the bus. What I'm saying is, it's, the, it's, it's being able to focus in on that care. And for me, I've, I've, I've made it so that I know for a fact, I got to give 200 plus plants that attention, that care. If I just decided to just fill my home up with 200 plants and they only consider the ones that I feel are important and only focus on them, I'm going to find a lot of plants that are going to suffer and die. So I say when it comes to care, just know how much time you have in your schedule. Angela, I don't know how often, I know during quarantine, a lot of people were at home, but you seem like you would be flying around, doing a lot of travel, working a lot. So someone who works a lot, particular types of plants, especially in your home, if, you don't, if you're the only one providing the care, aren't going to survive that sort of situation. So I say for folks, think about the type of person you are. If you're someone who's forgetful or you travel a lot um, and bring in plants that can, can be there for when you return versus a plant like any sort of fern that needs you to be there every single day to water it, to mist it. So those are the things I think about when it comes to plant care. The the amount of time you're putting in, you'll you'll see those benefits back for sure. So speaking of care, you also talk about um, the fact that you not only name your plants, you talk to your plants, you encourage talking to the plants, but you won't play music with any cuss words on there. What's the latest plant playlist for your your plants? You said I won't play music with cuss words? That's what, did I read that incorrectly? Upbeat I, music rather than songs that have a lot of bad words. Well, I, I, play, I, play, I play different types of music. I will say that for sure. I don't play a lot of... It, when I say my plants and that sort of curse word, my wife doesn't like to hear a lot of it, so I, will, I won't play those. But if, if I have my AirPods in, I might be listening to it while I'm playing care, while I'm doing my playing care. But when I'm playing music for the plants, let's say, uh, the type of music I'm playing, uh, it all depends. It's all over the place. I might be playing a little bit of Tame Impala. I'm not sure if you know what Tame Impala is. I might be playing a little bit 
of now we say no, no curse words uh, is is hard to say, but I do play I do play a lot of future in my home, and I try to limit the curse words that are happening there. I do think you're just like your dog. I'm not sure if your boyfriend, uh, if his dog is taking on the personality of him. You know how they say like your your dog starts to look like you um, yeah. over time. Um, I hope it looks more your your boyfriend and your dog look more like each other, right? Uh, my dog looks a little bit like me. I'm guessing as he as he ages, but my plants are kind of the same. Where they're taking on my my personality, so they'll listen to the type of music that I listen to before uh, they uh, go off and want to listen to, let's say, some sort of uh, classical, uh, any sort of I would say uh, uh, standard, just just uh, low key vibes in here. So I try, I try to I try to uh, vary. The sort of mood I am providing my plants for sure. I love that. I love that. Um, it's so interesting. Wild Creations, I think, needs a playlist, and all of us who are learning how to be better planters. <laughs> Angela, I'll say, I'll say this for sure. I'm actually working on a plant care playlist right at this very moment. What? I just started. I just started last week. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. People keep asking me to put it together. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. There's a lot of songs that I feel like will put you in that in that moment not just it's not and to me it's not to be about plant plant care so so for me the plant care process is very therapeutic i'm not sure if that's for you as well but that is something that i consider a benefit of plant care i find myself in that like meditative state when i'm moving through and watering plants it's just a way to uh, escape and not think about what else is happening in the outside world like when i'm watering the plant I'm not on my phone scrolling through Instagram. I'm not reading all the craziness on Twitter. I'm literally in the moment with that plant. And that's, the, and that's what I feel like helps individuals when it comes to bringing plants in. I know you mentioned the, the idea of plants cleaning the air or maybe adding oxygen to a space. Those are, I would say, very minuscule benefits, truly, because you need so many plants to change the air quality in such a small footprint of space. Like I would need maybe a thousand plants just in this small area, just to really change the air quality here, right? So for me, it's like touching on the true benefits, like real tangible benefits that can help an individual when they're bringing plants in. Provide, like going through that meditative state, it's almost like just sitting down and just closing your eyes, right? And just allowing all of that, all of that goodness to uh, reach you. Whether that's, and I talk about this in the book, it's like whether that's lighting a candle, whether that's um, um, playing music, like you said. If you can just sit and relax and allow yourself to feel um, a, a bit removed from all of the craziness in the world, that's what for me plants provide. While those other things are happening, so when I'm watering plants, I start by first putting on music. I then burn a little bit of Palo Santo. I then fill up the watering can. And then I'm moving my way through my apartment as that smoke kind of seeps throughout the air, as those, as those vibes, the music is filling the air, as I'm misting, like all those things are now putting me in the mood to relax, to get into my Zen moment, and then making me feel good, right? It's making me think about different things. And then when I'm seeing new growth unfurling, then I'm feeling good and I'm feeling positive about what I am doing. If you're someone who is seeing your plant dying, that whole thing about plants make people happy will be completely shifted where plants are then making you sad because you're seeing that. Who wants to fill their homes with so much 
negativity when there's so much negativity outside of their home, right? It's like, why not bring in pieces that can make you feel good, remind you of, of those moments when you were maybe on vacation? For me, that was the, the first reason why I brought tropical plants in. Because it reminded me now, like when living in Baltimore, that I've been to Tulum, I've been to Costa Rica, I've been to um, uh, Mexico City, all these tropical places that I think go back into my brain and reminisce on that moment. Now in my home, I kind of have a touch of that here as well. So I feel like that's like that to me is the is the ultimate uh, benefit of having plants, whether it's, you, you know, like playing music, lighting candles, all those things. Those are just ways to um, elevate your mood spiritually, um, emotionally, and just make you feel a bit better about yourself. When you think about plant consciousness, I'm totally with you. You talked about um, Copal, Palo Santo, and Sage in the book, um, and candles. And I have a whole addiction and problem. I have that stuff everywhere, and it's in abundance. I should probably send you some. For sure. But, you know, the other thing that I am starting to just, like, consider, particularly around sage, I have, I'm going to show you outside, I started growing sage, too, but I'm worried about, um, like, how, how people harvest sage, and Palo Santo, are we creating more damage? How do you balance um, setting the right atmosphere with plant consciousness? The same way the animal lovers are like, well, I'm not going to eat this animal anymore, sure. like, I'm going to be cool on these greens, like, what, how do you, how do you yeah. That's, a, that's a great that's such a great question especially with this being earth month earth day coming um soon you know what it's one of those things where some folks um I'll, I'll i'll just be jokingly i'll say this i'll go you know what i'm so deep in my love for plants i don't even eat salads like i don't even mess with any salads like i don't eat my friends <laughs> so you know some people are like you shouldn't eat this particular type of animal but they're okay with you eating another type of animal so I feel like for me, when it comes to plants, there are those things where I'm trying to figure out how to, I mean, it's a delicate balance, right? Like there are, there are many things that I try to think about and how I can be better for the planted, planet itself, right? So when it comes to repurposing certain things, especially when you're bringing plants in, while I love a great planter, right? I love it. Some of my plants I'll keep in, as you can see, I'll pull this one up. I'll pull this one here, this little monstera. I keep in their nursery pots. And when I want to upgrade this plant into a normal pot, let's say a ceramic pot, uh, metal pot, whatever it is, I'll save the actual um, uh, nursery pot, the plastic container, because I have propagations that can then go in to those uh, pots instead of just tossing them out into the trash. Because while you might think that they can be recycled because they're plastic, that's not the case they can be repurposed, right? So I tell folks, if you are going to bring in a bunch of plants, you have those nursery pots, instead of tossing them in the trash, maybe take them back to the nursery or the plant shop that you got them from, and then maybe they can repurpose them and put other plants in them as the plants that they have start to grow and develop. So there are small things to think about that, whether it's harvesting any sort of, um, uh, I would say, sage or burning, let's say, palisanto. Those are things I think about as well, like you said, but I, I am, I am, I am like most uh, individuals in this world. I come with a lot of flaws, right? So um, while I try my best to be um, as uh, conscious of what of of what I'm doing, the, the footprint that I'm making on the on on the planet itself, I I also know that 
I, I can do better and I'm trying to find those ways. Like I sell product and when I'm packing those products, I'm always thinking about how much of this can be recycled later. Like how much of this is just going to be waste, right? So I, I decided that I would only uh, pack with just cardboard and paper. That's it. And however I needed to, to uh, get, move a product from one place to the other, that's how we would do it. But a lot of these packages are then being shipped from one place. Like, you know, like they're, they're not, most of them aren't going ground. They're flying from short distances. So there's a lot of that that you have to, to try to ease your way around, uh, but still be very aware of what you're doing so you can hopefully be better for it later. So you can try to think of ways. So I've been, I've been thinking a lot about how I operate. And I'm, I'm going to say this as someone who grew up uh, in a family that uh, looked at fashion as, as something that was important. You know, I don't know if you're like, my grandmother always said, if you look good, you feel good. And it was always about like the clothing you wore. And I was, I got to, <laughs> my, my wife <laughs> is, uh, uh, is, is, is white, she's Caucasian. And um, my goddaughter um, over Easter uh, was, was asking about her Easter outfit. And my wife was like, what does she mean Easter outfit? And I was like, on Easter, you get an Easter outfit. What are you talking about? You get the outfit that you wear to church, and then you get the outfit that you wear after church, right? And, and so as, that's how I grew up. So when my goddaughter was born, like, that's what I presented her with. Like, you have to have this, this sort of thing, right? <laughs> you have to have an Easter outfit, and then you're after, like, church outfit. And my wife just looked at me and laughed, but I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I don't do that for myself anymore. Like I, I try to find uh, those like almost like uh, those, those pieces that are more of value to me that I'll continuously wear versus pieces that I'm just going to toss on for a day and then throw away next year or maybe even next week. So I've been thinking more about that as well. So I don't know, like I'm just, I'm just trying to do whatever possible. I can't say this. I haven't bought a, a item of clothing since fall of 19. I've been just thinking like all these clothes that I have, I know, I, I know for a fact that I, I love them. I know some of them are going to go out of, out, of, out of style, out of fashion. But you know what? I set my own fashion. I set my own style. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't need, I don't need it. And I'm trying to be more aware of the things that are necessary and, and, and think more about that and, and spend my money that way versus the things that I don't think uh speak about me or tell or 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 say stuff uh to in, other individuals i say about me first more than me myself say uh or 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 i guess mean to others of of who i am so uh those are the ways i'm being more conscious about the environment um but at the same time i think if you're if you're just aware of it and you're trying your best that's all you can hope for yeah well, speaking of flaws, I'm going to take you to see some. I've saved two, <laughs> but I've offed a couple, too. I've had some gnats come. We're going to show you all that. Let's um, go. I um, My grandmother, growing up with my grandmother, um, Myrtle Rye, she grew greens in her yard and strawberries. So I start, I'm going to start here with this um, garden on the wall that I was planting and together. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hit or miss over here. So I'm going to show you where I'm going to show you where I grew or tried to plant my own um, reminder that I've been to some tropical places too. So we have- Love it. 
Let's go with the flaws first. <laughs> oh, 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 we're going with the misses first. Okay, I thought we were going with the hits. All right. <laughs> well, one flaw. There's some more coming. Here we go. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right. So, when we come out here, Hilton, here's my little... I love it. Look at you. Don't, don't, don't look at me yet. Just hold on a minute. So, here's the situation. There are strawberries, <laughs> but I don't know... <laughs> But there are strawberries. These are all. Uh oh, I think we'll break it up. Uh oh. Uh oh. Can you hear me? He's frozen a little bit. Maybe. I can't hear you. I can't. Go for it. Okay. Okay. So these are. This is supposed to be mint. You're mint. It's um. It's tragic. There's some. It's 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 tragic. None of these ever anything. I don't even remember what they are. Oh wow. Well. Okay. So first things. First things first. You're. You're dabbling into a world that I have yet to dabble in, which is outdoor gardening, which I love. And, I, and now that my wife and I purchased a home, I'm going to have that ability to do so as well. The first thing I will say is this. When it comes to gardening across the board, whether it's indoor or outdoor, the light itself is going to be important. So when I look at that, what, what direction is that particular side of the fence getting light? It's, Are we getting light in the AM? Like right here. In the, like in the, normally it's brighter right now, but it's like... yeah. Great direct sunlight right here. Got it. So a lot of those plants, of course, when it, when the outdoors, sun exposure, pulling moisture, drying up soil. So if you weren't watering that soil almost daily, and yeah. you know it doesn't rain where you are often, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it looks like it just rained or something out there. Okay. So so you're going to need to provide it with that water. But again, we were talking about being conscious of things of that nature. I don't know how much water you guys can actually use uh, when it comes to watering your gardens, right? Like, aren't you limited on how much water you can just spill on, on your plants? I don't know it. I'm not about to. <laughs> well, I will say this. I'm listening. No, no, I was going to say they do make those containers that gather up rainwater where yeah. you could then utilize that uh, for your garden as well. Uh, that's the way to uh, to look at it. But they will need to be watered very often when they're outdoors like that. Ooh, okay, so let me show you these really quick. We're going to be careful because I know that it was breaking up. So let me just show you this really quick. Uh, it's just right here. You can't see. <laughs> can you hear me still okay? I can hear you and see you. Yep. He started growing flowers. I was so surprised. Oh, there's a bee. Jesus. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But these all grew. I thought they were gonna like stay down in the ground. I planted these no. actually with Naja on my on my team, and it was it was um, such an incredibly healing experience. Putting your hands in the dirt is great. Yes, yeah. I mean, of course they're gonna grow. You're providing them with light, a lot of light. Looks like you have a uh, what kind of succulents do you have there? Do you know? Now Hilton, you know that's above my pay grade. I have no. <laughs> These reminded me of the flowers that they have, like, in Mexico, like in Cabo. For sure. Uh, these are getting a little toasty. They're a little crispy. Hopefully, we can bring them back. But these these flowers right here were the same size as these over here. I and love it. They're sprouting. Like, I was so surprised. Yeah, I mean, look, as far as, far as re receiving the gifts of blooms, yeah. like, that is that is showing off the fact that you, you have done something right, whether it was by mistake right. or, or, by, or by the fact that nature itself decided that it would provide it with water, obviously, 
through rain or through the, the, the condensation of whatever's happening around there, or just the fact that you planted it in a really great spot for it um, likewise. So that's good to see. As far as where you live, succulent gardens, cacti gardens is yeah. such an, I was saying, easy thing to actually produce there. And you can really see them uh, thrive and grow and definitely bloom. All those plants bloom. So that's the beautiful thing to have in your garden. So we when have... It comes to, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was, was going to say, when it comes to developing uh, fruits, herbs, uh, vegetables, that's a whole... You have to have a whole different type of thumb for that. Man, well, I'm going to keep trying because Granny was like... She would brag. She would be like, I grew my collard greens in my garden. That's what we were eating. So I'm like, let me try. As you should. As you should. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my hand at it, too. As soon as I get in this house, I'm going to try my hand at it as well. well. I can't wait. Maybe I can just learn then and just try over... <laughs> Strawberry so far, so it's not all the lost cause. This right here is sage. There's some um, there's some sage that I'm growing here, and on this side, I have two jasmine plants. This jasmine is uh, going through some changes. We're gonna have <laughs> sage right here is starting to bloom the little purple flower. I love it. Yeah, We're doing all right. This looks Those like look great. sage too. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that it does. It does look like it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not growing weeds, so they don't try to come and get me. <laughs> and tilt up. Thank you. And then, this is the one thing I wanted to show you where I'm like, oh my God, I've heard people talk about this, but this I'm actually seeing. This money Let me see what you got. is completely, that money, it's tilted towards the window. That's the, that's the pull. That's the draw of light. You know, they lean towards light. So this, this is what I'm talking about. The idea now that you're going to have to rotate more. Because you want to keep that plant balanced. You want to see balanced growth, you're going to have to rotate it more often. So once it starts to lean towards the window, if you rotate it, not only do the, the, the foliage, let's say, or the branches that are facing the inside of the house, not only are they now getting really good light, but the plants, the, the ones that were facing the window that were leaning towards the window, they'll start leaning back and straighten themselves up. So as it leans and you rotate it, it starts to give itself a better upright look versus pushing towards the window. Because if that plant starts to lean too far, I mean, the money tree is a, a pretty thin plant, so it's not gonna have too much weight when it comes to foliage. But some of your plants, as they start to get bigger and lean towards your window, they can, because of that weight and pulling, they can fall over and then you'll have yourself uh, a broken planter or just broken branches and foliage. Okay, well, that is good to know. I just rotated it a little bit. Let me know if I need to turn it all the way around. <laughs> Just I would say do I would just say do it about uh, ninety degrees every three weeks will be good. Okay, perfect. I will do that. And um, the rest of the plants in this area are they're doing pretty well. But I'm going to take you to one more. Um, tr well, it's two tragedies, but the same problem. It's an aloe plant <laughs> and my succulent that's been re succulent little like little garden thing that's been replaced. Of course. Twice now. This is the second time. Okay. Don't break up. I'm gonna set your book right here. But it is the gnats. The gnats have gotten me. They got me, Hilton. Okay. Here's the situation. So this, like, oh, I God. there and I could see right, like this, this completely shed here. This, yeah. one, and it is like you can just dig in the dirt and see them. And I like, I didn't repot this one, but I had the. The folks, I get old vine florals, by the way, but they, um, they redid this for me and they're still, now I can't see them, but they were just in here even like yesterday. But for sure. 
had. So they told one person told me to um, use um, peppermint soap, like a a peppermint soap mixture, Dr. Bronner soap with water, and then somebody else. For sure. I've tried both of those. That did not work. Oh, there's one little nasty jerk. (laughs) So I would say this: as far as as far as uh, getting rid of them, those those are good like remedies, uh, uh, home home solutions that you can build, put together, and pour on your soil. I would also say the best thing to do at this moment, and that's a, a plant that you are growing outdoors, right? Oh, I brought it outside so it didn't infect the plant. Oh, got I it, got it. So better vinegar um, treatment yet. Um, got it. So they're go- so they're laying their eggs in that soil, and that is a plant that doesn't need its soil to stay moist. So the first things first, what's happening there is that your soil is staying too damp for too long, right? Gnats are attracted to damp soil, they then fly in, lay their eggs in the soil, and then that's what you're having. So once you start to see an infestation, let's say, of just gnats flying everywhere, the first thing you want to do is just to repot that plant with fresh soil. And then before you put it, repot it back into that same pot, you want to clean out the pot that you have it in. Clean it out completely. That sort of soap you're talking about, that peppermint soap, you can use that there as well. And then fresh, strip it down to those roots, put fresh soil around those roots, and then you want to water it after maybe a week of it being in its new soil. But when it comes to your succulents, you want to make sure that they they stay more on the dry end versus the the wet, damper end of the soil. So always make sure you have a drainage hole in those pots. That's what's important there. Yeah. This one is an aloe. I've never in my life killed an aloe. This, well, this is my second one. I killed a big one. That happened in the move. And then this one, I completely took all the pots out or took took the plant out repotted it um and it i don't know it, it, <laughs> i repotted it i did wash the pot out there's definitely a gnat right here i see what you're saying about the moisture this is too moist for an aloe plant yes way too moist so when it comes to aloe i wish i had one right here to show you i have one of my in my I have another one that's Hold alive on that yeah one. oh well that's what i'll say like like that's the whole thing when it comes to aloe these desert plants when you when you touch their foliage, if it feels full, like yeah. if it feels like it's thick and full, that is a well watered desert plant, succulent cactus. You want to let I mean literally let that plant dry out. Make make it question make it make you question whether or not you are a good plant parent when it comes to water. When it comes to watering plants, I always say this: it is it, w- it is easier to overwater a plant than to underwater a plant. And when you're overwatering a plant. If you start to see it turn yellow, that yellowing foliage is going to die. It's going to fall off of that plant at some point. But if you underwater a plant, what you might get, if you underwater it and then give it water, what you might get are brown spots on the edge, maybe. You might get a leaf that curls up. You might get foliage that faints for a bit. But when you then water them, it'll then come back to life. But those brown spots, they'll be there, but that leaf will still be around. That that aloe will still be it might have a crispy edge, but at least it'll still be green where it is, right? So I would say lean more towards letting it dry out completely. I water my aloe in my home, in my home. So I'm sure you, I think you have yours indoors as well, right? They're only outside because of the gnats, and I didn't want them to get. Got it. Got it. So I only water my gnats indoors. My gnats. (laughs) I only water my. (laughs) I only water my gnats indoors, like every every week. No, I water my aloe uh, once every three weeks oh. throughout spring and summer. And come fall, winter, I water my aloe like four, every four, every five weeks. 
So I give them a long time before they water. So that's the thing. That's why I said when people started the process of, if you buy a plant right now, if you don't know anything about plants, you buy a plant in spring, you're going to think you are the plant's God. You're going to think, I'm so good at this. All of these new blooms, all these new leaves. That's because that plant just came from that plant shop. And during spring, that's when they grow the most. Once, once winter hits, you're still thinking, I'm on my schedule. I water my plant every seven days. I'm good to go. But what you're not considering is that once it gets colder outside, it's going to get colder inside of your home probably as well. The soil isn't going to dry up as fast as it once did. So now that every seven-day watering cycle that you had for, let's say, your money tree might now need to be every nine days, maybe every 10 days versus every seven. And that's where watering it or understanding your, the moisture level of your soil will then become important. And that's when everyone's tested on how good they are at plant care is when it starts to become darker outside, when it becomes colder outside, and you're dealing with all those issues. There's um, there's a couple of other things out here. I have Birds Paradise in there. Those are amazing. Look at this. But some amazing. of the I'm scared to take you over there because I know we had a little bit of a connection issue outside on the other. Uh-huh. Have an extender. Let's see if it cuts out. Um, you can kind of see where it gets ratty. Maybe that's just the facts of life. Um, for sure. And the the bees. I love bees, but I'm worried because be careful. Don't fall. These are like the bottom pieces are getting a little dry. Okay, so those pygmy palms, those those palms there, they need to be watered as well a bit more often. So if you see them dry, now I don't know how long you've had them. So if you're seeing the lower, let's say the lower fronds, you're seeing them dry out. That could be them just acclimating to their space. Have they been there often or or long? Three months. Oh, three months. So they, they're still acclimating to the season change and also to the space itself. So I would say just give them, if you see lower growth starting to yellow or die off, that's not a bad sign. That's just a plant starting to acclimate. But if you see newer growth starting to turn brown or starting to turn yellow, that could be lead to a real issue. All of those planters that you have them in, they all drain out, right? Yeah. Got it. So I would say the one thing is just to, just to focus in on where your new growth is developing. If you see new growth developing and it looks healthy, looks green, especially when it comes to that pygmy palm, then you are good. But if you're seeing lower growth fall off or dry up or turn yellow, that's just the plant, just acclimating, just changing. So I wouldn't freak out about it too much right now. Uh, Let's say uh, three months from now, if it's still happening, you're going to want to increase the moisture of your soil. So you might want to come out and water it almost daily or every two days if they're outside. Indoors, I would say you might need to water them every every week or every 10 days. But outside, they're going to need more uh, water more often. Okay. Okay. All right. So there's two more little areas that I wanted to take you to. I have a plant area that's, be careful, that's doing. Um, this is, I have, it's like a little um, prayer meditation room space. Love it. Love it. Those These plants do well without me, thankfully. <laughs> One, the one thing that's frustrating, I, this is a is a prayer plant. Is it the same thing as a rubber plant? Let me grab it. Can you come over? I, yeah, me, let me take a look. I can't see it. I think this is the same thing as, I'm going to grab this. You can see it. Looking at that. I'm going to grab it. Uh-huh. That's a Freddy. Okay. But this isn't the same plant as this. I think what I'm looking at is this. Right? Can you see mine? Yeah, but is this the same? 
what you have there. Okay, so what you have. Okay, let me let me break down what you have. Are they the same type of plants? No, they are in the same family. So both of those are what we call calatheas, right? The yeah. one up top in the pink, I think pink pot, yeah. that is a calathea freddy. And the one that you have in the lower pot, that is a stromanthe. Um, when it won't grow. That one is a, so both plants are, are, I would say, medium to bright indirect light plants. They do not like direct sun. Please be aware of that. Now, I see that Freddie in that window. Not sure if it's getting direct sun, but they don't, they don't like, they don't like direct sun, but it's they also like. Window. Look. Okay. <laughs> but as maybe long as it's not getting direct like sun. One weird ones. Like maybe that one's a weird one. You want me to rotate it? So I would say as long as it's getting moisture, it, it'll be good um, and often getting moisture. So when you water that plant, that pot doesn't have a drainage hole. I know that for a fact. Yes, it does. You it does? Yeah. No, you don't have to show me. I, I believe you. I trust you. So I would say this. For that plant, though, the fact that you have the one in your hand, for that one to grow, it, I don't know how long you've had it, but I will say, um, how long? you said a long time? I feel like it's been like... Six months and it looks exactly the same minus this yellow one. Six. Got it. So yeah. So so look, you, you got you got you got to listen to this. Hear, hear me out when I, when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. When you bought that plant, let's go back six months. That was almost the beginning of fall. Let's say during that time again, your plants go dormant. So a lot of them aren't going to push out new growth. But because you've been watering it for six months, you've washed out all the nutrients in that soil. So right now, it's going to be the perfect time to start fertilizing that plant and any plants that you purchased last spring, last summer, last fall. It's going to be important right now to providing them with a bit of more, uh, fertilizer and uh, uh, better, I would say, light would be better. for it. Repot it. I don't like this pot anyway. Re How do you repot it? Is that what you said? I said, what if I repot it? Repot you should totally repot it. If you don't like it, if you don't like the pot, I would, I would definitely say repot. Did it come in that pot? Who shows that pot? Dang, Hilton. Okay, let's <laughs> You're the one who said you didn't like it. I'm just, I'm just trying to <laughs> look. Every planter I've seen, it looks. Oh yeah, I see. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. That ZZ looks nice. That Alakasia in that corner, that elephant in your plant. You have the arrowhead. That one looks. That one's doing great. Doing great. That's why I said it's just flaws. You know, I'm hitting. Got me. it. Got it. Okay, this one I'm gonna work on that. I think it might be because of where it's positioned too. Like it's all the way in this corner. The light is over there, so that might be that. That is definitely Angela. The reason why that ZZ, that that snake plant over there, fine. It can it can deal with that amount of light. Plants. I feel that, like they kind of aren't plants, Tilton. You don't have to do anything to them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like I can't tell you the last time I watered a snake plant. The snake plants thrive. That, the snake plant is one of those plants that will live regardless if you if you are around or not. Um, those, and, and they're definitely one of the plants I'll say are the eat like people say they're hard to kill, but most people kill their snake plants because of over watering, right? Because they're just like you have to need water right now. I haven't watered you in four weeks. You have to need water, and sometimes they can go five, six weeks without water. So it's always thinking about that. This is a beautiful dracaena. Where'd you get this guy? From my friend, Darren Hudson, who you would love. You guys need to know each other. He is Shout out to Darren. Darren, I'm waiting on my pineapple tree. I want a pineapple tree. But this nice. is, this is um, having some challenges. Naja on my team repotted it, so I'm going to blame her a little bit for these 
gangsta leaning uh, pieces, but I also think it could be watered. Yeah, well, I will say this. It looks from here, from what I'm saying, it looks good. Uh, when it comes to repotting, again, things will shift a bit when it comes to repotting. If you feel like your, your, your stalks are leaning a bit, you Ugh. might want to go back in there and add more soil. She's doing that. Uh, too, right? Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I think, I think she... Thanks to leaning. It's, it feels a little... Because when the leaves first came, they just felt, like, sturdy, and this one feels a little limp. Like, it's like, yeah. Yeah, so anytime you see a plant that is feeling a bit limp or the foliage feels like it's fainting, that is moisture. So it needs more moisture. So it's ready to get a bit of moisture so it can perk back up. So I would say it probably is in need of a little drink there. Okay. This is my, this is my, well, I have two success stories I want to tell you about quickly. I love and it. I want to show you the one that I really, really, really need help with. So this um, fiddle leaf tree, I know I need to repot. It's been sitting here. It's doing pretty well, but I need to repot it. This Hilton, this had three leaves left. I brought it back. Look at all these leaves. Look at you. Look at you. But it's, it's like, it's doing better. And then this one was in the corner behind my computer, like where I sit to do TV hits. I cut all the leaves. You'll see some of the places. Wait, hold on. Where I angled and cut off some of, now, now I look like I'm lying because I can't find any. Because you've done such a great job cutting away the brown spots, huh? I cut that off and I cut some other ones off. This one is like doing so well. There's new growth. There's new growth right here. Like, I'm so proud. I love it. Yes. Now, let me ask you this about the fiddly fig. Was it there the entire time it was losing all those leaves? Oh, you know that what happened was it was fine at my old house. I moved into this house in January. And when okay. I moved, all of a sudden it was like, who are you? What's your name? Like, I, I just weren't watering it. I didn't know that no. watering it. And I was like, what's happening? The leaves were just like dropped off. Falling. So then I was talking to it. I played music and I watered There we go. Checking. I probably need to check now because it is definitely on dry in this little dry. I keep the little moisture meter in this soil until it's that, that's smart. That's smart. So, yeah. Angel, from, from, what I'm, from what I'm picking up, from what you just said there is that your plant was struggling. Leaves were falling off. You went, you got my book. You read through it. Put, put, put all of those, all the information, you applied it to your plant, and now it's growing new foliage. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? You better sell those books. Absolutely. <laughs> and seriously, Hilton, your passion for um, plant life, the way that you make it a part of the decor, the way that you care for your plants is absolutely inspiring. So truly, Thank you. I bought the books before and pre book, as you know. So yes, I know you did. I tried to give you a book and you were like, nah, I got that already. <laughs> I was like, all right. It's like, how did I kill an aloe? Right. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I would I, look, no judgment. No judgment coming from me. No judgment for anyone that kills a plant. A lot of us kill plants because of overcare, like overloving that plant, right? I think that's what happens first. I've killed snake plants before. I've killed ZZ plants before. These are the hard to kill plants. And it's because of those moments where, for one, you just elapse in when you watered it last or just because of neglect sometimes, right? So in my earlier, um, uh, I would say, moments in plants, I wasn't focused on the actual care itself. I was thinking more about just having a lush space, but I do now for, I've always decided to take note on when I water the plant and when I'm providing care and making sure they have the right light. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself 
when it comes to killing one or two aloe plants, it looks like through that, through the process of killing those plants, you've learned how to be better for other plants, right? And that's why I'm seeing, from what I'm seeing, is a lot of success versus a lot of failure. Well, I'm glad to hear it. This is one that has tested me. This is this plant used to be fine in the old mm -hmm. house. I feel like this is also something that happened with the move. But I'm seeing the yellowing. You said that happens from overwatering, and I feel like this plant doesn't get enough water. I don't know where my other little moisture leader. So if you're see if you're seeing full on, let's say yellowing leaves, like your whole leaf turns yellow, that's from overwatering. But if you're seeing yellowing spots. That could be from two different things. One, it could be from, like, that could be from sunburn. I don't know if you're, that plant's getting direct sun from, like, a western-facing window. If it's getting any southern western-facing window direct sun hits, it can get sunburned, uh, that plant. If that plant is called a cellium philodendron. It's a, a tree philodendron, right? While it can live outside. You see many of them probably out in L.A. outside thrive outside. But once you bring those plants indoors and that sun is going through glass, it changes the, the entire, I would say, uh, spectrum, the color, the temperature of that light that is now hitting your plant, which heats it up and they can burn that plant. So if you're seeing just yellow spots on that leaf or, or almost yellow, yellowish, orangish, orangish spots, that could be sunburn. But if the full leaf turns yellow, that's overwatering. And I don't see overwatering happening here. I see what you might have is a bit of sunburn taking place. Overall, from where I'm standing through Zoom, it looks it looks healthy. Uh, most of the most of the foliage is green. Are you seeing new growth throughout the process? Yeah, there's um, there's one new leaf here that's not um, yellow yet. If we can bring this down, so can I can see it. it. You can see this part of the leaf too that kind of has uh -huh. like more pale. And then there was another leaf that came, but it dropped off. And then this root is exposed now. Maybe I need to repot this one. Okay, so let me let me make you aware of what that root is. Now, oh. what you have is a a a philodendron plant. Philodendron, you have a that plant is a vine plant. I'm sure you're familiar with the monstera. So, yeah. so this is a monstera here. Mm -hmm. These plants are vine-like plants. So out in the wild, so those tropical places you you visit, if you ever go to Hawaii. You'll see a lot of these plants crawling, climbing up trees, right? Yeah. They'll climb up trees. They use what you just pointed out to climb trees. What you have there, yes, it's a root, but what it is is an aerial root. It's growing out of the side of the plant, ho hoping to grab onto something to start climbing. It doesn't need to be buried back into soil. It doesn't even need to be there in your home. You can cut it off. It is not going to harm the plant. It'll probably develop a new aerial root from where you made the cut, but it won't harm the plant. It doesn't need to be pushed back into soil. But if you, um, I see you have a stake in the pot. So is that, is that, is that in there to do what? To hold it up? This leaf, I had some of the leaves like popped up. And I think um, Mary Lou who cleans up was like, I don't want that leaf like that. She's a better plant whisperer than me. <laughs> so I will say if you, if you put a trellis, right? Like a small like metal trellis in there, you can then train or like a moss pole, like a, you, can, you get those from like any plant shop. You put like a moss, a, a trellis that has moss wrapped around it. Those aerial roots will then wrap themselves around that moss and then start climbing that moss. And then all your foliage, instead of going out like this, will start going up and climbing up that pole. So it'll just go grow upright versus being outside of the pot. 
That is amazing. Oh my gosh, I learned so much. I feel like I need part two, three, four, five. <laughs> when you go to the new house and you're planting your garden, mm-hmm. um, I so want to be a part of that because I want to like learn how to do the herbs and all that stuff. For sure. Um, this is just so good. I feel so so blessed and spoiled. And people if you have not, but he is a three time author, plant yeah. speaker, plant doctor, plant whisperer, plant playlist maker. Keep going. So much for joining. Um, This has been so good. I've learned so much. I'm repotting. I'm going to take pictures before and after to make sure you know there will be a success story. Please do. That's what we need. We need to see. It is good to to talk about these things, but I want to see all of this turned into action, and I want to see the afters for sure, if you can provide that. Thank you. It's a bet. I'm ready. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Angela. I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. That is awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you, Hilton. Of course. Thank you. That was that was dope. I didn't I didn't I didn't know we were gonna do like I didn't know we were gonna walk around your place. I love that. I love yes. that you got to see all those spaces. It's great. You have a beautiful home for one. Uh, but I love I love that what you have been doing. When your plants are considered in a light, you have a lot of windows, which is key for taking care of plants for one thing. But um I think I think where you've been placing your plants uh are perfect. Perfect, really perfect. So Good, good, good. Yeah, I'm going to um, reach out to you. Um, Darren, who is really, you guys really should know each other, is supposed to do like a whole little um, outdoor garden on this balcony space up here. I'm going to show you that before. Okay. Soon. But he is, um, he's really, really incredible. And um, he lives like in Irvine, I think. Black guy. Okay. Okay. He does like these eucalyptus bundles and um, a pop-up. Oh, nice. Eaglewood. Trying to get our folks to buy plants, reconnect us to what was. I meant for to- sure, for sure. So this is all empty right now. You see? Oh, what you got all that space to utilize? But that's what. So we're gonna set up a whole little um, garden thing out here because for me, I don't. And then I don't even know if you'll be able to see that. But up there, above the bars, there's like a good view up there. But you have oh, to yeah. eyesight up to here. You know what I mean? To even of course. get now, it's the stupid. You know, the bars. So, of course, of course. But it's, I've been trying to figure out how much I really want to do because I'm like, I'm renting. I want to move back to Baldwin Hills around our folks. And got it. I'm like, this is a good practice for me to do anyway. So, I love I'm it. I love it. Work. I love it. Anyway, thank you so much. This was so good. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Hey, look. I need to meet Hilton. I want all the. <laughs> So whatever, whenever you want, whenever you want to do it again, let me let me know. Uh, but also, I, def- I, I definitely want to see uh, the results after. It, it's, it's, it's difficult to provide uh, the care and not seeing. It's like it's, it's like when you go to the doctor, right? They want to check up on you and see what's happening. Uh, I just want to make sure that where you are is in the right spot, especially for those plants. But again, like I said, if ever you want to do it again, just let me know. And definitely send me uh, Darren's info. I would definitely love to uh, oh, yes. be connected with others in the space for sure. The, like, I'm telling you, you guys could have a whole movement going. You're already starting one. And then um, let me know. I'll, um, I'm going to DM you my number too, but I'm, I would love to see how I could like either pay for a class or something, some little webinar that you could do with Kareem. He would be so happy. He thinks he's I love it. a plant guy. So. <laughs> Oh, you oh you take you take care him of, of him and uh, Smokey as well. Oh my god, uh, he's so spoiled. He hates to go to Cream's house now. He's like always wants to be here. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? 
He's a Connie Corso and a very emotionally a neat. Of course, of course. 95 pounds and climbs on you like he's a puppy. Jeez, of course. I have, I have a pet, 85, does the same thing. 10 years old, still doesn't understand that he is the size he is, thinks that he's very small and is a puppy still. Still acts like a puppy. Every single thing he does is as if he was a puppy. It's just funny, it's funny that they do that. Yeah. Um, but um, I look forward to it. You have to send me or tell me when this is going to be out so I can uh, repost it and talk about it. This should be yeah. out by Naja. You think this is coming Wednesday or Tuesday? Oh, the podcast. When are we dropping the podcast? Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Sounds good. Sell some books. We're going to sell some books. But thank you. You have really been inspired <laughs> a lot of us. We appreciate you. Angela, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're you're an inspiration as well. Um, oh. I got to hear you talk um, on um, first take. And I was like, I didn't oh. know Angela would be on here. What's happening? <laughs> well, you know what? Get ready because I think we're going to be doing some more stuff with, with them. So I love that. Something coming with the undefeated. Don't tell anybody. And then there should be some other things moving. So this is a part. This year is about abundance and creating. Of course opportunities so i'm not with cnn anymore but trying to tap into all the things that i love and there's so much that's happening i might tap you for a plant show idea i have two on title like a little series you so let me know money right let, let me know I do, like you said i'll tap into all possible opportunities that's, that's where i'm at as well that's See it you that's it all right Okay, well, you thanks. enjoy the rest of your day, rest of your morning, I guess. Still morning there. Yes. Um, take care of yourself. We'll talk soon. Okay, thanks, Hilton. Later. Bye.